Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 21st chapter. And let's go back and look at a couple of verses that we looked at previously and sort of zoom in on a couple of things and think about a couple of things. So this is Matthew 21. Let's start with verse 18. Listen to this. Now, in the morning, when Jesus was returning to the city, he became hungry. Remember, he had gone and spent the night out at Bethany, and now he's going back into Jerusalem, but he's hungry. Time to break the fast, right? (laughs) Time for breakfast. Verse 19. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, He came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And he said to it, No longer shall there be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered. Now let's see what uh, Mark says about this. Mark's got an account of this also. In the 11th chapter of Mark, verse 12. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, He went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing, nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. So that's the end of the Mark account right here. And so we're going to pick up with Matthew in just a moment because Matthew has more to say about this. But it's sort of curious, is it not? So Jesus is going along, he's hungry, he sees a fig tree, and he's got leaves on it. But he goes to it, according to Mark, to find out if perhaps anything was on it. And if you know anything about fruit trees, anything like that, even after they bear, you could still have some that are hanging around for a while. Two or three months later, it's still something that you could eat from it. When he comes to it, he finds nothing. And he says what to it? May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And it nearly looks like Jesus is angry. We know that he had anger without sin. Okay, this account right here gives us turning the tables over and that kind of stuff, okay? And the uh, <coughs> tell him, hey, my house is going to be called the house of prayer. But no, Jesus wasn't angry under sin right here. But was he actually mad at a, a fruit tree? I mean, why would you be mad at a tree because it didn't have what you wanted on it? Or is it something else? I think Mark gives us a little bit of hint. He says, the disciples were listening. (laughs) They were listening to this. There's all sorts of conjecture as to what Jesus may have meant here. And there's all sorts of interpretations and teachings derived from this. Matter of fact, I've heard one recently, which when I listened to it, I thought, well, what they're saying is I believe to be true. But I think they're sort of pushing it by using this particular portion of the scripture as support. You'll, you'll hear a lot of things like that. So what's going on here? Well, I think that we see it in Matthew because it said in Mark that the disciples were listening. They're listening to what Jesus is saying. So let's pick it up Matthew chapter 21, verse 20. Listen to this. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, how did the fig tree wither all at once? So this fig tree withered very, very quickly all at once. They're listening. They're watching. They see it. They're amazed. 
And so Jesus answered and said to them. So let me stop right here. Jesus is about to answer that question, how the fig tree withered all at once. But I think they're going to be shocked by the answer. I think you're going to be shocked by the answer. You'll probably know what the answer is already, but do you really believe the answer? You know, some people say that the fig tree is a picture of uh, the Jewish people of Israel, and it is. Through the scripture, you see uh, the fig tree representative in that way. And there may be an element of this right here that the Lord is saying, hey, no longer uh, is this old covenant going to be the way to which you are in right relationship with the Most High God. But look what he says here, verse 21 of chapter 21. Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. Verse 22. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So what is going on here? I think Jesus was using this as an example. Remember, Jesus is hungry. He needed something. He thought a tree here in the natural was going to provide for him. He gets up and sees it's not there. He says, hey, may you not produce any more fruit. Not because of any selfish motivation on his own part. I think he wanted to teach the disciples a lesson here. And what is the lesson? If you have faith, notice the caveats here. If you have faith and do not doubt. Sometimes we're really strong in faith, but the doubter sort of rises up. Sometimes we're doubting and doubting, but we have faith in the midst of it. He says, if you have faith and do not doubt, what will happen? You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. If you have faith, folks, and if you do not doubt, then he clarifies it even more in the 22nd verse. In all things you ask in prayer. How many things? All things. How are we asking? In prayer. Why is it important to ask in prayer? Yeah. If you're asking in prayer, if you're in communion with the Most High God, then the prayer that you're asking is going to be what Father wants to do. It will be what the Lord God wants to do. It's not us approaching the Lord with our wish list. I want this kind of car. I want this kind of house. I want this. I want this. No, we take these things before him, yes. But what he's saying here is, if you're asking in prayer and if you're abiding with him, if you're walking with him, if you're in communion with him and you're praying and a thing comes to your mind to ask for, if you do that, believing you will receive. If you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So what is Jesus teaching the disciples and us? He's saying this. What were they saying? How did this fig tree wither like this? He didn't give the mechanics of it. He didn't even come along and say, you know, well, I spoke the word and this is what happened, etc. No. He says, if you have faith, if you don't doubt, if what you're doing comes out of the fact that you're in prayer, if you believe, then you will receive. So what's the question for us? It's actually several questions. Do we believe? Do we have faith? 
Have we put doubt, doubt to death? Are we asking in prayer or are we just asking motivated uh, in the flesh or by our emotions? Folks, do you really believe? I'm more and more convinced that we're moving in the days right now to where the Lord wants to <coughs> move and do mighty things to his body. But we must have faith. We must not doubt. We must believe. I think we're moving to a season where there's going to be millions and millions of folks that the only way they continue to live within these corporeal bodies is if the hand of the Almighty God moves upon them and heals them. Not in the way that a lot of people think. I think it's because of what people have done to themselves that this is going to happen. And yet God can still touch and God can still heal. Quite often he uses his body to do so. Do you believe, folks? Do you believe? If so, then we'll see. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time.